Because sometimes one story deserves another and deserves another. We're talking horror anthologies on this week's episode of The Swearwolves. Swearwolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. And this week we are going to discuss anthologies. Anthology movies. Anthology horror movies, obviously. Uh, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> what makes a good anthology? Do you guys have any opinions on that? I like when there's a central theme that kind of connects all the stories. I like that. Yeah, I, you know, I enjoy the variety of stories. Um, you know, each one is unique in its own way. Yeah, I think I'm with you, David. Like, I like when they're woven into one another very well. Yeah, and even mm-hmm. if the uh, even if the various stories don't connect directly, even thinking like Creepshow, just the concept of a comic book and the stories and how yeah. there's you know a bookend story on both sides. Yeah, they kind of tie it all together. Yeah, yeah, I think one of the first anthologies i can remember watching as creep show 2 actually i saw mm-hmm. that one first before i saw creep show 1 yeah. um and i've always had a uh place in my heart for creep show 2 the box art on creep show and creep show 2 yeah. oh it's so awesome we did we didn't bring this up in our in our vhs box art one but uh creep show with the ticket booth yeah yeah, yeah the yeah, yeah. creep show 2 he's in the theater yeah, yeah very cool yeah i always like that yeah i have a soft spot for creep show 1 i saw that one first and it was on, I think it was on Joe Bob Briggs, Monster Vision. Yeah, they're both really good. Yeah. And they got some really good stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, those were ones I I saw on TV before I saw them yeah. uncut. Um, and actually, there's not even a whole lot that's different. Um, I feel like both of those are... Om- they're I don't PG. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they really? No, so. they're not. No? But they... No, but because there's nudity in Creepshow 2, right? When, they, when they're out on the raft. When the first one. Oh, okay. Uh, the first one, I don't know. My, my son just watched it the other yeah. day. Of course, I let him watch a lot of things. But <laughs> first one's got the crate and the Ted dancing thing, and does yep. it have yeah. the Stephen King segment with the yep. the Moss Man or Jordy or Gord? What was his name? Jordy. It's Jordy. It's funny uh, watching Creep Show One when I was a kid because I I had always known Leslie Nielsen up to that point to be a comedy guy, yeah. Naked Gun. You guy. know, just yeah, Naked Gun movies, and then to see him as a villain, I was like. Well, this is different. So that was uh, I love creeps. So Robert Stack, you see him in an airplane, Stack. and yeah, yeah. And he's in unsolved mysteries, mysteries, and all creepy, <laughs> Be all creepy. <laughs> but there are a lot of other ones other than Creep Show. Um, one in particular that I saw for the first time uh, about two months ago uh, is Tales from the Crypt. Mm-hmm. Now, Tales from the Crypt, we all know, uh, was a TV show on HBO. Uh, in the 80s and 90s with the Crypt Keeper. Based oh, on the old comic series? based EC on the comics. old EC comics, uh, t- Vault of Horror, Tales from the Crypt. Um, I think there was, a th- there was a third one, too. I think there is, too. I forget. Those are from what, the like early, fo- or from the 50s? 50s and 60s. Yeah. Now, here's the, here's the thing. William Gaines. Does that name mean anything to you guys? Mm-hmm. He was the publisher of EC Comics, but he also was the publisher of Mad Magazine. Okay. okay. His daughter, her name is Wendy Butchie. She taught me an acting class. Really? Back in Wisconsin. Nice. That's awesome. She she was in front of our acting class. It was me and a few other people, but she was like, uh, my dad's William Gaines. She goes, you guys don't know who he is. And I'm like, yeah, I do. And she's like, really? I was like 14. I was like, Mad Magazine? And she's like, oh. You do know who he is. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So he would have to like get sign off. I would talk to her a little bit about it. He would have to sign off on like the Tales from the Crypt stuff. Mm, uh, Cuz he would get he would get paid 
obviously, because awesome. he helped create it. He had it. final say. Um, eh, yes and no, but... But yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd get to, royalties? Yeah, he'd get royalties and whatnot. And, uh, he's passed away, but he was... Uh, he did the EC Comics, but they did a movie in 1973. They did another one. Um, I believe it was called The Vault of Horror mm-hmm. uh, the following year, another anthology, which I haven't seen yet. But um, the original was Tales from the Crypt. It was a British... A British production. Pr- produced movie, yeah. yeah. Um, and Joan Crawford, Joan Crawford, Joan Collins, <laughs> Joan Crawford was too busy beating her child with wire hangers. <laughs> um, Joan Collins stars in it. Um, and it follows a group of people who are taking a tour of like this castle. Like catacombs or something. Yeah. Or, or yeah, a castle or something. And they go down, they somehow get lost. They get held back. And they all end up in this vault, mm-hmm. this crypt, if you will. And there's a guy, the crypt keeper. Now he's not. He has another tale. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, he's a pretty normal looking guy. He's just yeah. a normal looking guy. Maybe a little creepy. He's wearing a cloak or yeah. He's like in a, a robe. Looks like a monk. Yeah. yeah, a monk. He looks very much like the crypt keeper in the EC comics. Um, maybe yeah. not. Maybe yeah. not as cartoony, but the crypt keeper that we all know and love, the Joe um, or John Cassier, John Cassier crypt keeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a creation years later. I really like that Crypt Keeper. Yeah. But uh, this one, they meet him and he starts telling them stories of how they're going to die. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the first one, uh, the first story is called And All Through the House and it follows uh, Joan Collins. On uh, Christmas Eve, she murders her husband. And uh, let's see, I wrote and some. She wants the insurance. Yeah. Yeah, because she's, she's got a lover. And I wrote some notes here. A woman kills her husband on Christmas Eve. And then a homicidal maniac dressed as Santa Claus is outside. <laughs> she can't call the police because they'll find her That's dead husband. That's my favorite part. And there's yes. a cool shot where she goes to grab the phone. And she like I think she even has it in her hand. And she looks over and she sees the bloody corpse of her husband laying there. And she's like, shit. Yeah. I can't call the cops. Yeah. yeah. So she, she kills him. <laughs> yeah. And she's going to wrap his body up. She calls her boyfriend. Her boyfriend doesn't answer. So she like leaves a message, mm-hmm. I think. Does she leave a message? Do we have answering machines no, in I don't 72 think, no, no. or 73? Whatever. She's yeah, talking whatever. to somebody. Uh, and she's like, uh, listen, lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because the guy's kind of a douche, isn't he? I think he, there is a message. Because I remember thinking like, mm, this guy's just going to dump her. He just wants yeah. the money. <laughs> um, anyway, regardless, it doesn't matter. Uh, so she's going to clean it all up. And she hears on the radio, there's a guy who is a maniac, mm-hmm. it's a killer serial on the loose. killer, yeah. dressed as Santa Claus. And um, be careful. Yeah. And then she sees him yeah. outside and she's freaking out. Yeah. He's outside the window, right? Yeah. He's a funny looking guy, too. Meanwhile, her daughter. <laughs> He's fe- very festive, yeah. festively dressed. Her daughter. The spirit of the season. Her daughter's upstairs. Um, saying, is that Santa Claus? And you <laughs> yes. know, I really felt bad. Like the husband wasn't a dick. I felt bad too for the kid too. It's like, you're yeah. Merry Christmas. Your dad's dead. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a bitch. And, uh, <laughs> we didn't know much about the husband. No, but he didn't seem like a dick. No. Like he had, didn't he like wrap her gift up and he was going to give her a present. And he had a fez. He was wearing a fez. He looked very festive. <laughs> very little Christmas fez. Yeah. Very Tom Bosley from the happy days. Um, <laughs> Did you guys ever watch that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alan's, Alan's the one who was born in 1990. There's actually a guy, uh, a security guard that used to work in my office that looked like him. I used to look like Tom him, Bosley. Yeah, he calls, I used to call Mr. Cunningham. Mr. C. Not, not to his face. <laughs> and he'd just go, hey. Hey. Um, so she's like freaking out because Santa Claus murder guy is mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. So here's here's my thought. All right. I was thinking, why not just call the cops and say, oh, he killed my husband? Hmm. Ah, that's oh, a good theory. Yeah. Or a good uh, missed opportunity. Good, good point. Plot hole. God, if Joan Collins would have been with me. Joan Collins, you dumbass. You could have put this all on Santa. <laughs> Funny thing is, is Joan Collins is uh, in American Horror Story this year and she plays an actress. Um, And in one of the scenes this year, they show her acting and she's doing a version of this story. Oh, really? <laughs> Which they also remade in the Tales from the Crypt TV show. Yeah. And it was in the comic book too. So it's like this story has been done and a it's few like, times. It's the very first episode, isn't it? Of Tales from the Crypt. I think it is. It's towards the beginning. Yeah. 
It's it's definitely in the first season. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's the first episode, but it's definitely in Swords the first season. For sure. Um, ultimately, what happens is is the daughter sees Santa Claus outside. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's the real Santa Claus. She opens the door. Santa Claus gives. You know who plays Santa Claus in the TV show? Larry Drake. Oh, yeah. Remember that guy, yeah. Doctor Giggles? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Dark Man. <laughs> but uh, anyway, in the movie, it's not Larry Drake. Uh, and then he laughs. I, Joe I, Collins screams. I love the kid's enthusiasm. Yeah, it's like, mommy, it's Santa. It's Santa. Santa. I let him in. <laughs> yeah, but what what I love about this segment is you have two elements. So you have the element of this woman who is frantic, and the killer's there, and she is, you know, trying to secure the house and lock the doors. And then you have this this other element of the Christmas music playing, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. so elegant. Yeah. and it's, and it's a, you know it's not it's not so much the annoying Christmas music we get nowadays. It's that classic Christmas music. It's tidies of comfort and joy, and that's playing while she's cleaning up the blood. And I there's something about yeah, it was a nice juxtaposition of the two things. It was this was a a very fun segment to watch. It was probably my. I think it's my favorite it's, one. It's my favorite segment. It had yeah. just a little, I don't know if it's kind of dark, but it had a little bit of humor to me, like the body tumbling down the stairs <laughs> and just all the things going wrong for this woman. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, she had what was coming to her. She did. She yeah. was a bitch. <laughs> Stupid bitch. Yeah. So then we go into the next, uh, the next episode. The next episode is called, uh, or the next story, I should say, is called Reflection of Death. And this is about a guy who's cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got to go out for business. And the wife's like, okay, dear. Da-da-da-da-da. He goes out. He picks up his mistress. And they go driving in a car. Um, and then they get into a car accident. Yeah. They crash. He wakes up. And now we see from his POV. Yeah. For almost the remainder of the, of the story. And we see from his point of view. And he's looking for her. He's looking for her and he's looking for help. Yeah. He's, he's going up to people. And anytime someone stops and they look at him, they scream and they run yeah. away. <laughs> so finally he's like, well, fuck this. I'm going back to my house. To his wife. Yeah. Knocks on the door because he can't get in. But his wife is in there with a different man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's like time has passed. Yeah. It's like It's like a year later. And he's like, she answers the door, screams. Mm-hmm. He goes running away. Ultimately, he goes to his mistress's apartment. And he's like, what's going on here? And his mistress is blind. Yeah. She got blinded in the car accident. And yeah. she proceeds to tell him, no, whatever his name was, uh, that dude died in the, in the car accident mm-hmm. a year ago. And he's like, what? And he looks into a mirror and he's like this rotting corpse. Yeah. And that's yeah, why people have been pretty screaming. awesome screaming. And then he wakes up and he wakes up yeah. and they're back in the car. Yeah. He was like daydreaming. Mm-hmm. No, he was falling. He was dozing off. He was falling asleep. Yeah. And then they get into the car accident and he dies. <laughs> the end. <Yeah. laughs> it was a pretty good, it was pretty good. I like the point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, um, then when it goes back, because after each death, they take you back into the crypt, crypt, crypt yeah. paper, and you see the reaction of the person, and the guy makes a pretty good face. He's like, ah, oh, man, that, that really that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. Yeah. That but I then it also died. like makes you wonder, though, if you knew, what you're, maybe he just breaks up with her, or maybe he doesn't get in the car. Yeah. He did. Yeah, except for this, hap- this had already happened. These people were already dead. They just didn't yeah. know that they were dead. Oh my yeah, god! That's why they were there. Oh my god! You dumbass! Yeah. I missed that. I was multitasking as I watched this. <laughs> they were already dead. He was just telling them what had happened to them that they didn't remember. Yeah, they couldn't remember anything. That so now I just given them. away the ending because at the end they Sorry, all go. Everyone. They all go. They ha- they're forced to go to hell or wherever mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes so much they're more sense because like the after it was over like i said i was only half paying attention i was like well, i liked just it but break like, up. <laughs> yeah, just, just don't do that <laughs> don't don't kill your husband yeah all right maybe go out of town for christmas all right the next <laughs> one the next one is called poetic justice uh the next story and that's about it's a Janet jackson movie right yeah that's about <laughs> tupac shakur and janet jackson yeah um no, it's about these rich guys who live in this neighborhood and there's this old guy who lives across the street and they feel like he's bringing the value of the neighborhood down. Yeah. 
And he's like really friendly with the kids in the neighborhood and he'll give them gifts and toys. He makes toys for them. He's just this really nice old guy. It's Peter Cushing, right? Yes, Yes. it is. It is. It's Grand Moff Tarkin, (laughs) which I know him as Grand Moff Tarkin. A lot of people (laughs) also know him from all the um, The Hammer Horror Horror Films, films, Mm -hmm. which I have yet to see. I really got to watch them. I've never seen a single Hammer film. We we should actually start yeah. watching them and review them because I've heard good things I've heard about some, the yeah, I've Frankenstein heard some really good ones. and Dracula's. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Christopher Lee. Maybe yeah. for a future episode. Yeah. 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 Write that down. Um, <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So Peter Cushing. Yeah. He's like this old man, mm-hmm. sweet old man. And they're like, we're going to fuck with this guy because we want to get him out of here. He's got to get out of this neighborhood. The value of our neighborhood is going down. Now, it was mainly that young guy, right? Okay. So yeah. here's the deal. Did you get the impression that it was a dad and his son? Because I got the impression they were gay lovers. Mm. It could be. Who knows? <laughs> but my wife's like, yeah, I don't think they're gay lovers. I'm always <laughs> looking for the gay element. Maybe I'm- <laughs> Brett's always looking for the gay. From Nightmare on Elm Street 2 to uh, this movie. But I really thought they were lovers. But regardless, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, so they start by spreading lies about mm-hmm. him. Like he's a, he's a pedophile. Or whatever they're telling people. I don't know. Maybe I just assumed that's what they were telling people. <laughs> so they're like, uh, we don't want our kids hanging out with that. Uh, the neighborhood then starts saying, we don't want the kids hanging out there anymore. And then they start sending him Valentines. And they send him these Valentines, but each one is worse than the next. Yeah, like It's, it's like terrible. starts out sweet, and then he opens the card. Yeah. And it's like, you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't they get, they, they took away his dogs too, right? Uh, yeah, they might have called the pound yeah. or something. Yeah, they really. And then there was the one guy. little dog, and he was like, "Oh, you're still here." You yeah. Know, like, oh, it was terrible. Anyway, he ends up hanging himself. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's a year later, the anniversary of his death, Valentine's Day, and uh, he comes up out of the grave, mm-hmm. and kills the young guy, cuts yeah. out his heart. Yes. Well, didn't he? And then the old guy wakes up the next morning and reads a Valentine. Yeah. And the Valentine says. Uh, I don't know what the Valentine says. It says something, but he opens it up and there's his uh, sons or his gay lovers. Well, he, he came to realize everything because he used a Ouija board to talk to his wife. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I remember oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. There is that element in because there too. Because he, he was oblivious to everything that was going on. He didn't realize. He didn't think people would act like this because yeah. he was a nice person. Right, exactly. Right. And, and his wife gave him a message of danger. Yeah. He's in danger, and sure enough. So he just offs himself. Yeah. But Poor guy. It was a good story. Yeah. Yeah, that one I also felt like, um, you know, it's around election time. Uh, the whole thing of, like, kind of spreading uh, lies. lies and stuff. I, I, it was funny. Like, right, right after I finished watching the movie, I turned it off, and there was, like, some political ads. Oh, and stuff. man. I, was like, I, I know. And you don't realize who you're hurting. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're spreading lies like that. Yeah. But I will say the reason why I didn't like that episode is because it had like that supernatural zombie come back. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that segment was a little boring. Um, <coughs> it's probably my least favorite. That one. I thought that guy was the biggest dick, though. That wasn't my least favorite, but it was probably my second least favorite. Yeah. Mm. My least favorite is the next one. <laughs> the next one was the Wish You Were Here. Um, is a Pink Floyd yeah. song. <laughs> I thought this one was interesting. Really? Yeah. Because I didn't really think... I guess what what bad thing did the couple do? Like they were just greedy. Yeah, from what I remember is they their accountant or somebody needed them no. to sell off some their possess. They needed to sell their possessions. They were just poor. They were just. I didn't think they were poor. Yeah, no, they didn't have any money, and so they find like they have this. But they had a lot of possessions. They had like this totem. Yeah, and it said it would grant them a wish or three, three wishes. wishes. And so they wish for all this money and they get it. They yeah. get a, uh, immediately get a phone call from their accountant or their lawyer or whatever. Yeah. And he's like telling the dad, uh, the dude, he's like, you got to come down and sign for this stuff. So as he's going down there, he sees death. Like the on a motorcycle. Reaper. Yeah. He sees him coming after him and he gets into a car accident mm-hmm. and dies. But the wife gets all this money. Yeah. And then but she, she's upset. Yeah, she's upset. So she uses her second wish to wish him back the moment before the car crash. What she doesn't realize is that he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack. That's what killed him. And so he dies again, right? Well, no, he's still dead. 
He still oh, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so the, the, so they uh, have a funeral. Yeah. The Paul, well, the Paul bears come in, bring in the coffin. Yeah. In the state of the moment right before he was dead. Exactly. So but he's, he's been dead. embalmed. Yeah. <laughs> and so then she has it. So she's like, well, I just wish he was alive and would live forever. But then she doesn't realize that his body is filled with formaldehyde and he's yeah. like in perpetual pain. <laughs> and now he's not going to ever die. And they and try to kill him. Yeah. But he's living forever just yep. as she requests. Yeah. Very so, poor choice of words. Yeah. Anytime you can get a wishes to make. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't yeah. Do See, and I liked that episode because I, I liked that element of. Yeah. I just t- didn't understand what they did. Nothing's that. free. And so in the first episode, you got a woman who kills her husband. She deserves to die. In the second episode, you got uh, a guy who's cheating on his wife and is just going to leave his wife and kids. He kind of deserves what he gets. The third, you got those rich gay people. They deserve what they get. This one, it's like they just made a poor choice of words. It's like they made a wish. Yeah, yeah. And they just worded it so poorly. I didn't feel like they committed like any of the seven deadly sins. Was there a monkey's paw? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I, I think the moral of this segment was if you're given the opportunity of wishes. three wishes. Use your words unless very it's wisely. Robin Williams and he's a blue genie, <laughs> and he's not gonna you know yeah. really care about. You, you, use your you words. pull the Homer Simpson when he gets his wishes, and you wish for a, a turkey sandwich <laughs> on rye bread. <laughs> and like and he's like, and and I don't want any zombie turkey. I I don't want to turn into a turkey myself. <laughs> and then you remember he gets the sandwich and he bites into it and he's like, oh yeah, it's good, good hot mustard, yeah. Turkey's a little dry. The turkey's a little dry. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So never make a wish. You ever see the Wishmaster movies? No. I never did. Is it, uh, There's like the three Crate? or four of them, right? Uh, there was. There's I've only seen the first one. And again, it's people making wishes. Yeah. It never turns <laughs> out well. <laughs> yeah. Word it very, very carefully. Yeah. Like write it out first. Read it to yourself a few times. And yeah. Like how will this fuck me? Yep. <laughs> and then if... Uh, yeah, and if uh, you're good, yep. you're, you're probably still You're probably now. still fucked. Yeah. They'll find a way to fuck you. <laughs> Those genies. Um, all right. And the last story of the anthology is called Blind Alleys. This one was, this one was a little long. Um, I felt like it went on a little long, but I liked, I liked this story. Yeah, so this, I did too. This like, I don't know if he's a retired general or colonel or something like that, but he basically is in charge of this hospital for blind yeah. people. And he's a dick. Yeah, he brought up <laughs> his military background like four or five times in, yeah. in the segment. Yeah, and he's got this German shepherd that he always like has following him around, and he yeah. treats the German shepherd like better than any of the the patients in this hospital. Yeah, and It's just like a home, right? It's all for, blind It's all blind, blind men, people. Yeah, it's... Older it, men, yeah. And... You get the feeling like maybe they were like vets or something that they don't know what to do with these people. Like nobody wants them. Nobody wants to take care of them. They just put them in this hospital, yeah. this home, and he's now taking care of them. Well, he yeah. cuts like their heat down and he cuts their food yeah. rations down and he's trying to save money for yeah. this company. He's a company man. But meanwhile, he's in his office eating steak and feeding steak to his dog and dog's getting everything there's a he, fireplace and yeah and so the blind people are like you know what fuck this so one night they decide to all feel around <laughs> and they sneak up on him and they get him and his dog and they put them each in separate cells yeah and he's in a cell and he just keeps yelling out he's like you got to feed my dog you got to feed my dog and you could just hear the dog howling in the cell next to him. The dog is just like hungry and angry and growling. And he's just so worried about his dog. Days go by. And you see the blind people constructing something. <laughs> you know, they're hammering nails. You yeah, know, there's yeah. a lot of broken thumbs. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> me, with sight, I hit, can hit my finger a few times. Without sight, it's, I'm fucked. Um, so finally, the door to his cell opens. And he goes out and there's just like this path mm-hmm. and he walks down this path. But on either side of the path, they're like these razor blades. Yeah. And so he's like gingerly walking through these cause he doesn't want to get cut, but he's still getting he cut. He sees them. Yeah. Cause it's narrow. Yeah. He sees them. And then the other door opens mm-hmm. and it's the dog. Yeah. The dog hasn't eaten for like a week. 
the dog starts chasing after this motherfucker down the <laughs> down the hall and he runs and he's like I don't know where to, what to do cuz if I run I'm going to get sliced open if I stay yep. I'm going to get eaten and then all of a sudden the lights go the out lights go out and then screaming starts and that motherfucker's dead d e d we go back to the crypt everybody realizes oh fuck I, they realize it. David didn't realize it, but they all realize that all of these stories have already happened. I was probably pouring myself another beverage uh, during that little revelation. <laughs> and uh, they all go their merry way through the door. Well, yeah, well, one to, of them. They go is, to hell. Yeah, one guy is not accepting it. No, he's resistant. Isn't that the 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 military guy? Probably. Yeah. So he's <laughs> like, you know, he's calling bullshit. Yeah, he ultimately goes. And yeah, so he opens the door. And he falls into the pit of Hades, falls <laughs> into the fire below. Yep. They're all dead. End of yeah. story. Anthology yeah. closed. For 1973, I give it three and a half to four Pamela Voorhees heads. Yeah. I'll, I really like this anthology. I liked it I'm going to give it four yeah. out wow. of five. I liked it too. I'd probably go three. Um, oh, I thought some of it... <laughs> That some of it dragged a little bit. Um, again, I, I obviously wasn't paying really good yeah. attention, so maybe my rating. We gotta, would, we gotta give it another half. Maybe point. a half ahead for that, so I can go three, three and a half. But I, I, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I thought it was solid. I'll give it three and a half. I, I really enjoyed it. Kept my attention, and uh, yeah, I right. definitely want to watch it again. Peer pressure. I'll go three and a half, so we can be. Let's all, let's all be three and a three half. Three and a half. Yeah. I, I'm good with three and a half because I will, I will. Uh, agree yeah that there was some parts that went a little long yeah yeah it's a great anthology and and also a great example of uh some of the british horror for sure yeah yeah and you know what i said joan collins was the only one in it. peter cushing was obviously mm-hmm. in it and yeah. he's a known actor and there was a, someone else one of the blind patients i think was somebody too oh really i don't know anyway yeah a uh, lot of classic actors in it for yeah sure. who do we want to go to next alan yeah so uh have you guys seen black sabbath Yes. Not the band, but the movie. <laughs> yes. I have seen neither. Neither. Well, I've never seen Black Sabbath in concert. Oh, I was lucky to see them. <laughs> Dio was the singer. It was awesome. Uh, no, Black Sabbath from 1963. Uh, this movie. 1963. 1963. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, starring Boris Karloff mm. and directed by Mario Bava. Interesting. Uh, speaking of Black Sabbath, the band, they were performing a show. Uh, and this was the early days. They were originally called Earth. And they looked across the street at the movie theater and Black Sabbath was playing the movie. And they noticed that more people were in line to see the movie Black Sabbath than were in line to see them. So that's when they changed their name to Black Sabbath. So the band is Black Sabbath because of the movie. Good thing it wasn't like the monkeys. <laughs> the movie or something. We will be the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy singing. Oh, gone with the wind. <laughs> the horse of a different color. <laughs> but uh, Black Sabbath, 1963. Um, you have three segments. The first one. Hey, I got to ask you real quick. Yeah. Did you watch the Italian version with uh, subtitles or did you watch the dubbed? That's right. There are two, two versions. There are two versions. The American release has few has a few of the. Uh, they're in a different order. Yeah, they're in different order. Also, in the, in, the, in the movie Black Sabbath, Boris Karloff does introductions. Some of okay. his segments were cut out. So I was going to ask, yeah. in the Italian one, is Boris Karloff still doing the introductions? Yes, um, but it's it's dubbed in Italian. But the yeah. whoever the actor was that did the voice uh, sounds like Boris Karloff speaking Italian. I wonder if he knew Italian. I don't think so because no. his mouth doesn't match. Well, sometimes even though if the actor does know multiple languages, they still overdub. So who knows? Maybe yeah. they did. But I watched but, the Italian version. Yeah, the subtitle. The yeah, Italian subtitle. version is considered the superior version for sure. Um, Which I watched, one are you going to be talking about? Um, we can, I watched the American one. That's the one I own, but you is know, it just that they're in different orders? Yeah. 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 They're we in different can, orders. Does it matter the order? No, no. Okay. Yeah. They're all different stories. Okay. Uh, but the first story, so you have this, the setting of a home. It's a, a lot, it looks like a large home, very elegant. And there's a woman, she's deceased. She had passed on. And I think there's a, a caretaker there already. Right. And a nurse shows up. 
Mm-hmm. And so the caretaker is very upset. Um, and she leaves the room yeah, uh, uh, to get something, I think. Yeah. So the nurse is there, I guess, to take over. And the woman who's deceased, she looks like a zombie almost. Her face is very gaunt. And her eyes are open. Yeah, her eyes her, are her open. Her teeth are showing. Yeah. And she, yeah. It's a very eerie setting. It's and, creepy. And, and the camera takes notice of the woman's hand. She has a finger. And the nurse... It's got 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's a ring that the nurse is tempted by so to speak she you know it's like a big sapphire ring or something like on her index finger so she wants to take the ring but she's kind of looking out for the caretaker and you know she wants to be very discreet about it and you can tell off the bat she's going to take that ring so she ends up doing it she drops the ring on the floor she fucks up she makes a bunch of noise she knocks a drink over Yeah, yeah she's very you know bumbling around the the ring falls on the floor and it, she's not done this before. It's very obvious. Yeah. It's, it's amateur hour. It's very funny. It's very funny because when she drops the ring, she's looking for it. It's uh, a little spook for 1963. The the hand of the corpse falls on her shoulder as she's on the floor looking for it. Freaks her out. So all these little uh, all these little spooks and scares start to happen. Um, but she finally gets the ring. She finds it, and on the corpse, a fly lands on the finger where the ring once was. And uh, she starts to freak out a little bit. She ends up, she takes her hand and closes the eyes of the corpse because it's freaking her out. <laughs> but then moments later, she looks back and the eyes are open. So yeah. she's like, I'm like, out of here. Yeah, it's like she's watching. Yeah, just leave. Yeah. So she ends up leaving. She goes back to her home and the same fly is there. Oh, God. Yeah. How so. does she know it's the same one? It's a, yeah, she she knows it's the same one. Don't flies well, have like I mean, a lifespan of like, like three couple, minutes? Yeah, something like that. I um, mean, she's hearing like water dripping, like things that are yeah. also reminding her of the place mm-hmm. where she just left. Is it like very like Edgar Allan Poe? Yeah, it's very like, Telltale yes. Heart. That's yeah. what I was yeah. gonna say. Yep. Yeah. So what ends up happening is she is very freaked out in her own home. Uh, finally, the corpse shows up standing there yeah and yeah. it's really eerie and it, it is. almost like it's not walking it just kind of glides yeah uh, towards her and watching it you could kind of tell for 1963 it was pretty that makeup was really good yeah the lighting was good um yeah and uh obviously she's there to get her ring back yeah she wants the ring back yeah she wants the ring back um the corpse there's a scene where she's in the rocking chair and she looks and it's gone and the corpse is coming for her. And what ends up happening is it looks like she ends up choking herself. They discover her body moments later. And her own hands are around her neck. Yeah. And the ring is gone. So there's a woman there. They And the investigator is asking, you know, what happened. And she said, we heard noises and a group of us came up and we saw, you know, we found her like this. So I, she basically told no one to, you know, nobody touch anything. But what it's hinting at is this woman took the ring. Yeah. You can tell she's got something in her hand. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So it's kind of hinting at, you know, something's going to happen to this woman now. Yeah. But that's where it ends. Well, it leaves it the there. fly lands on the woman's finger, I think, the the dead woman. Right? Yeah. Or, or maybe it lands on her. But they they end up do they do show that she has the ring yeah and then the the corpse of the woman who just strangled herself she's making it that same face like her face turns her body turns towards this other woman and her eyes are wide open and her teeth are exposed like yeah. she looks just like the corpse at the beginning of the movie huh. yeah so it's gonna keep just keep going it's, it's, yeah people just gotta stop stealing stop stealing <laughs> shit don't take shit but pretty cool segment uh, I liked you know some of the scares in that one. Um, like I said, for 1963, I think it uh, it had a, a big impact for sure. The lighting, um, you know, when we reviewed Suspiria, we talked about the lighting and the mm. use of red, blues, and greens. And yes. this one had a lot of that too. There was a, a very distinct color? Italian style. Yeah. It's yeah. in color? Okay. Yeah. And um, I believe I read that this was the first Italian uh, horror film to be uh, in color. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good stuff. The second segment was... How many, how many stories are in this? Three. three. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the second one 
well, in the American version, I'm not sure about the Italian version, but um, you have a woman. Okay, real quick, I'm sorry. So Karloff is introducing this. Is he like just sitting in a chair? Like with He's a pipe? standing. He's standing, yeah. Yeah, and there's, and there's like, some cool camera effects. Yeah, there's too. like red light, I think, behind him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, our next. Does he say, like, I mean, he doesn't talk like <laughs> that, but. The version I watched, it's like, all dubbed Ugh. into. Well, and one difference is uh, in the Italian one, he introduces, he does an introduction at the beginning of the movie. Right. And then he doesn't speak again until the end. Oh. Like, he doesn't introduce each segment. Oh, okay. He doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, each each version is different, but he's, he's in there. Uh, but. The second segment that uh, is in the American version. So you have a woman who is being harassed by telephone calls, but nobody's there. And, you know, she, she had just gotten home. She's trying to get ready for bed. And she's very attractive. Oh, yes. Uh, her name is. I thought for sure we're going to get a meow out of you. Oh, meow. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Michelle Mercier. She's a French actress. Mm. Oh, yes. Have mercy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but uh, uh, just like the previous segment, great cinematography, very well done. Um, There's a lot of tension in this one. Yeah, there's a lot of tension, great atmosphere. Is it just her? It's just her. So she keeps getting these phone calls. Yeah, so she lives alone. The phone keeps ringing. Hello, hello, no one's there. Pronto. Yeah. The version I saw, she says, pronto. 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 But um, finally, one of the phone calls, it's a man, and uh, I believe his name was Frank, and sure. he's supposed to be dead, but uh, he's, he's harassing her. So she calls her friend. Now, the thing about the American version, I think it was edited from it's different. the Italian, yep. because the Italian version, I think the two women are lovers. Yeah, it's implied that they're, yeah. Yeah. That there's a romantic thing there. But the- uh, You know, well, I just watched Tenebrae. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, I just finished. This is it. a good connection because they're actually really similar. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just watched that and I was like, they were really open about because what year did Tenebrae come out? Eighty, uh, eighty, eighty-two. Okay, so there's lesbianism, yeah, in that movie, and it's very like just okay, cool, you know, like nobody's like European That's cinema how, was years ahead of American cinema, absolutely. Yeah, this one it just seems like it's kind of a it, it's not really like brash like it's just implied and it's like yeah yeah and it's not taboo yeah yeah it's right. like who cares it's just, that's what yeah, it is exactly like yeah right. and i thought that was it's really not, cool it's not about provocative or anything like they're trying to be like oh i thought that was really cool about tenebrae is that it was accepted yeah, yeah it, it wasn't was, like it was yeah it felt progressive yeah well the yeah. woman in those dream scenes in tenebrae is transgender like the, a, the like one on, that on the he beach, gets where they're at the beach where he gets the red shoes from yes that that that's a transgender person. Oh wow! Yeah, after I thought she was pretty cute. Yeah, yeah, she I was. would still say so. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. My sister in law just met Caitlyn Jenner. Oh yeah, <laughs> two days ago. Really? Yeah. Huh. yeah, I thought it was funny. She sent me a picture. I'm like, what? How did, how did this happen? <laughs> She's like, you wouldn't believe who I saw at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> no, she went to some. She went to some LGBTQ oh, okay. uh, that's, event. That's and, cool. And she was there, and and she got her picture taken with her. So. Very cool. Anyway, yeah, but no, for 1963. Um, All right, so the the women are implied lovers. Yeah. yeah so she tells her like, "Hey, come mm-hmm. over." Like this guy keeps calling. She's me. freaking out. It's uh, yeah, Frank. Uh, and then she finds a newspaper clipping too that says he escaped from prison or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. I thought, I thought he was dead. Yeah, I thought, I thought she thought. I well, see, that's there's there's, there's an Italian version, I American the, version. If, I think I might be, I might be wrong here, but I thought it said that he escaped from prison, uh, and then he, you know, he's telling her on the phone like I'm very close. Um, he is narrating like while she's doing stuff like yeah. around, like she has a robe. He's like, and she closes it, and he's like, oh, don't close your robe. I like looking at you. So you, can, it's implied that he's he can see her wherever she is. Okay, yeah, I think um, she said. So like, he's you're like, supposed to be gone. Yeah, he's like, don't call the cops because by the time you call the cops, you'll be dead. Yeah, like, I'm okay. I'm closer to you than the police are. Yeah, maybe he wasn't supposed to be dead. Maybe he's supposed to be gone. So that's how they rationalize like her not okay. calling. The you're police. not supposed to be here. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. So then she calls up her friend and she's like, come over, which I thought, well, later it makes sense. But uh, she's, I thought, why why on earth would her friend come over? If you're getting threatening calls, I'm going to kill you. Like, yeah, let me, let me, I'll be right there. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you just come over here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So go ahead. So her friend comes over and she's like, 
you know, you don't have to worry, you know, he's, he's gone. He's not here. You're just, you know, you're just yeah, imagining the, the, the phone things. calls stop. Yeah. The phone calls stop. And she gives her a, um, a drink. Yeah. And she says like, Hey, there's a tranquilizer in here. This yeah, will help you sleep. You need some rest. This will help you sleep. So she falls asleep and then he ends up, he shows up. So the man shows up. Well, let's back up a little bit. She writes a letter. Yeah, that's right. While she's sleeping. And yeah. she says, Hey, that was me who called you. And we as the audience know that from a little bit earlier. Like they actually, the camera zooms out and you see her, the woman, doing like a guy voice, like kind of talking like this. Um, <laughs> Is that your guy voice? That's my, <laughs> that's my, that's my man voice. Uh, yeah. So um, she writes a letter. She's like, Hey, I'm really sorry. Um, it was me. I, I'm sorry if I frightened you. I, just, I really wanted to see you. Uh, you know, I, I wanted, so she was just I wanted a reason to get back. I, like she wanted to see her. And I took it that they broke up, right? Yeah. I took it as there was a relationship there that ended that poorly or something. But they were, okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. See, and my version might be a little off because I think the Italian, the Italian version, version had more there's, to there's it. There's more to it. And it, yeah. there's also an implication that the two might have been like prostitutes. And I think Frank might have been right. like a pimp or something. That's right. Yeah. So then Frank comes in. Oh, he uh, does come in. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he it does. So Frank he shows really up. did get out. So yeah. he shows up. So yeah, he's not dead. Yeah. And then uh, kills the girl. Yeah. The friend? The friend. The friend. Yeah. 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 You're, the Italian version is definitely more su- superior. I think you had the better version. Yeah. So what happens to the girl who's got the tranquilizer who's sleeping? I can't remember. Oh, I was going <laughs> to leave this one to you. <laughs> Don't. God. Um, no, I, I think... She oh kills. I'm pretty sure she kills Frank. Yeah. Yes, because she has like a knife or something. That's under right. Her she had under the pillow. And I think she killed. Yeah. She. Yeah. Kills she ends him. up killing him. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, and and really the Italian piss the, poor lovers though, yeah. doesn't she? <laughs> in the Italian one, that is this the first segment of the or movie. or they just fall so madly in love with her that they go crazy, right? Yeah. So Maybe. Frank went crazy, and this she, other chick went crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen her. Um. She's right. gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> Michelle. She's still alive, too. Yeah. She's only 112. <laughs> She's like 80-something, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. But, uh, the final segment, <clears throat> Boris Karloff, his only role as a vampire. So he plays a vampire in this segment. It starts off... Um, so Boris Karloff stars in this segment. Yeah, it's called yeah. The, the Wardalac, I think. Yeah. Okay. So it's a... And I'm trying to remember, but it there's a family it's it's like a period yeah it's a period piece there's a family inside this home um there's a man his wife their child and i think the other woman's a sister yeah and they're waiting for the father the their father to come home who was boris karloff uh but what they don't realize is he's a vampire so there's also a uh a wanderer who shows up and they don't want him to stay there. Right. They, they want him to leave. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he's in danger, but he, he falls for the blonde woman. He wants to stay with her. Boris Karloff ends up showing up. He's not the same as they once knew him. He's yeah. He's wounded. Like his chest, uh, there's blood. Yeah, uh, there's he something wrong with his him. His face is really pale. He doesn't blink. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of signs here. That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't let him in. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. His blink. behavior is strange. He he tells him to kill his dog because it's barking. Yeah. So he didn't. He didn't blink for that entire. Yeah, yeah. I was watching that for entire it. Entire. I didn't catch. He him took blinking Michael Caine acting lessons, but he was super into it. I loved his performance in this. Yeah. Uh, but what ends up happening is he shows up. And uh, one by one, they all turn into vampires to basically sum it up. Yeah. So uh, he he was a vampire. He was, yeah, a vampire. he was a vampire. Did they invite him in the house? They did. <sighs> <laughs> you know, I really want to talk to you guys about this. I mentioned this at uh, David's Halloween party. Yeah. I don't know if you were in the room. <laughs> Going back to the battle royale. Yeah. Vampires. I've I've changed my mind on vampires. Uh oh. <clears throat> They're weak. They're weak. <laughs> they have too many things that will hurt them. Number one, Dracula made it to the finals, though, didn't he? Yeah, he wouldn't. Not if I was voting. <laughs> Number one, if you don't want a vampire, you just don't invite him. You don't invite him in. Okay. Yeah. Guess what? I can go into anybody's house. 
I don't need to be invited in. I can go into anybody's house and it won't kill me. You can't, a, a vampire cannot come into your house unless you invite him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe yeah. for the purpose of the battle that we invited him. Okay, number two, holy water. Guess what? Sprinkle me with holy water, nothing's going to happen. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just going to get wet. Vampire <laughs> dies, sizzles, crosses. No effect on me whatsoever mm. unless, like, you hit me over the head with one. Yeah. Garlic, nummy. Oh, Delicious. I like garlic bread. Mm. Delicious. Uh, what else? <laughs> yum, yum. I can be awake. Sun. I can be awake at night and during the day. I can go out in the sun. <laughs> oh, yeah. One that we talked, I don't like to. One that we I talked can. about, too, uh, at the party was uh, the, the House of Mirrors theory. Like, oh, yeah. He would still be there. You'd still see him. Like, <laughs> you wouldn't see his reflection anymore. That was Mike. He'd, he'd be present. That was Mike who brought that up. <laughs> Dickhead. Asshole. <laughs> but no, Black Sabbath. Uh, I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah, one of, one of Boris Karloff's best performances. And from what I've read, he really enjoyed doing this film. Um, he, had he, to, he had to have been older, right? Yeah, this was yeah. just a few years before he passed. He just regrets that some of his uh, introductions and some of his segments in were between cut. Yeah, were cut, which mm-hmm. is unfortunate. The ending, I will say, uh, is a lot of fun, too. So the movie ends. So in the Italian version that I saw, he, he bookends it. So he introduces it, and then he closes it out. In the, in the closing, he's still dressed like the vampire, and he's riding a horse, like a like a yeah. white horse, and it's a really obviously fake horse that's just kind of bouncing up and down, and there's wind going through the horse's hair. Yeah. But the horse never blinks, like its ears don't move. Oh, it's really obvious. A vampire horse. <laughs> no, 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 no. Vampire no. Horse. So, so, <laughs> never blinks. so he's kind of like, you know, he's kind of saying, "Oh, that about wraps everything up." You know, be careful on your drive home, or you know, in his own special make way. Make sure, yeah, look over your shoulder. I might be behind you or something. Yeah. And then the camera zooms out, and it's awesome. Like it is a fake horse. Like it's a robotic horse that's bouncing up and down and you can see all the parts and stuff and then you can see the the camera crew standing there and guys are running by like holding sticks with leaves on it to simulate like trees going Uh past him uh as he's riding the horse I thought that was cool that they were yeah. like, yeah, you thought this looked obviously fake? Yeah, dumbass. Like, <laughs> it is. We, we did that on purpose. Yeah, they left that part out of the American okay, version. Okay, yeah, that's, that's in the cool. Italian. I thought it was pretty clever. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch the Italian version, I think. I really oh, like, sure. I actually yeah. really, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. Where did you, uh, did you watch it streaming or did you? It's, uh, the Italian version's on Amazon Prime. Streaming. Okay, I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah, the Italian version. Uh, What's it called? Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath, yep. Oh, yeah, I can't remember what the. <laughs> yeah, Arrow UK, Arrow Distributor of movies has uh an addition with the american version and the italian version uh kino in the u.s has the american version available but definitely find the italian version for sure yeah it was good yeah all right uh pamela Voorhees heads i go four yeah uh i would say four as well it's a classic it it really i think it really inspired a lot of the guys who we enjoy watching yeah for sure yeah, I liked Tales from the Crypt, but I, I liked uh, Black Sabbath a little better. Oh. Held my attention yeah. better. Yeah, well, <laughs> obviously you remember the ending. Um, <laughs> you remember the fake horse. You don't remember the fact that all those fuckers were dead. The glorious steed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as I watch it, I will rate it as well, but I'm sure I'll rate it high because it sounds, it sounds good. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the movie I picked was Trick or Treat, which uh, came out, well, it was made in 2007, but I don't think it got released until 2009. Uh, it sat on the shelf for a couple of years, mm-hmm. which I find really weird because it's, it's a movie that I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it never got a theatrical release. You know, I read a couple things online that, you know, some of it may have had to do with the failure of Superman Returns because same writer, uh, the director wrote that script. Um, and then I think Soft 4 came out around the same time and they didn't want to compete mm. with that. Um, but I, I think it's a great movie. It's one of my favorite horror movies of the last 20 years. Really? Yeah. I, I think it's really well done. Um, I love, it's just a fun movie to look at. Yeah. Like all the leaves are brown and red. Yeah. It's just a, like a very autumn looking movie. And most of it takes place at night. Um and I just thought that it really captures the spirit of Halloween. Yeah, I was about to say. And you really, got all the trick-or-treaters yeah. out. And it's just a... The it's, thing the cool. thing about that movie that I really enjoy is that it's a well-thought-out movie. Yeah. yeah. Like the stories we were talking about at the yeah, beginning how of they the connect. episode. Interweaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's movie, too. Like I feel like every time I watch it, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, I get more out of it each time because you pick up on little things. Like sometimes even just somebody walking in the background. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's it's like, oh, that person segment. is from another segment. Yeah. Yep. And it's fun, and you can almost put together like a timeline of of the events if you you know kind of think it through. Like, okay, this happened before that. Then and the main and the main character throughout the whole 
thing is the Sam character yeah. with the big old head. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I find that character to be very memorable. Yeah. And yeah. I like that character. Yep, I would agree. What's cool about that character is, you know, how we grew up, like Brett, you had Jason, and, you know, we like yeah. guys like Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Uh, you know, that character is going to be. Well, let's hope so. Gonna because going to be that way for some kids, you know. I, and there's I been a sequel gonna... in the works for a very long time. Hopefully yeah. it sees the light of day. Yeah, and I don't know why it wouldn't because it's Trick or Treat has gotten real cult following. Yeah. yeah. And then he the also, um, what's his name? Michael Doherty said he directed it. Um, I have to look it up. But um, <laughs> he also directed Krampus. So he's only directed a couple of feature length films um, and both were fairly well received. And I think Krampus did all right box office Did you wise. see Krampus? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. but It was all right. <laughs> it, it's, trick or Treat's better, but I still... For what it was, I, th- I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, but Trick or Treat, you know, it has these interconnecting stories um, and they, they kind of weave in and out. So it's not, that's one thing that's different. It's from, also not linear. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it's different right. than Tales from the Crypt or Black Sabbath, where each story is its own thing. It's self-contained. These kind of interweave and you jump from story to story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, like the pulp fiction of. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Um <laughs> Uh, there's, uh, you know, f- I think five sections or segments. We don't have to talk about all of them, but, um, you know, maybe we'll go around. You guys are cool. Give your favorite. My, I'll start with myself. My favorite is the uh, the werewolf one. Yeah. I just blew be- the ending, by the way. If you've never seen <laughs> the, that segment. Sorry. Well, we all just blew the endings of all of these That's movies. That's true. Yeah. We did. So These this movies have been the, out. Yes. The, We've uh, had several Alan's, spoiler-free episodes. This is not one of them. Well, yeah. Alan's these are all from 1963. Yeah. yeah, come on. Yeah, 63. Yeah. You've had 58 years or yeah. whatever. Mine's from 1973. 53. Yeah. yeah. 55 years. No, we're basically just expressing our love for these films. And yeah, uh, yeah, Trick or Treat is uh, a great anthology that uh, has been released in in recent years. Like Dave was saying, I think it really captures. How many stories are there? Okay, so there's there's five. So you got the werewolf, there's the the Sam story with the the neighbor. Uh, You have the husband and wife with the wife who hates Halloween. Uh, You've got the bus driver Mm -hmm. uh, one. Um, you've got the kids that are pulling that prank. Uh, what else am I missing? Oh, and you got the principal. Yeah. And some of those stories are kind of, there's a Short. little bit of, yeah. So, and there's some overlap. Um, but that's uh, the werewolf one is my favorite. Yeah. So yeah. that was, that stars that Anna, Anna Paquin. Yeah. So basically it's a group of girls yeah. who are, it's, it's Halloween night. They're at a store, uh, picking out costumes. A couple of them are, you know, picking out very sexy costumes. Anna Paquin picks out something a little more conservative. It's like a little uh, little red riding hood. And they keep implying that this that she's is a her, virgin. Yeah, she's a virgin. And this is her and first this is her time night. Out. She's gonna lose her virginity or the, she's gonna meet a guy and you know, it's gonna be she's like, I yeah. want my first time to be special. And they lay that on real thick that that it's about, you know, meeting somebody and she wants it to be romantic, she wants it to be special. Yeah. It feels like we're watching a typical horror movie cliche of a yeah. bunch of, you know, slutty girls and the yeah. one girl who's a virgin and she's gonna be the survivor because who's gonna try to kill her? Exactly. <laughs> so her cute friends uh, they pick up on you know guys and stuff, and they they all they convince them to go out to this party, mm-hmm. um, and then eventually we get to the party, and Anna Paquin is walking in the woods, and this guy approaches her who is also from one of the other stories that is killing people, mm-hmm. uh, and he's wearing a mask, and uh, he kind of comes towards her, and you know it fades away and the imp- you're supposed to think that something happened to Anna Paquin um, and then when it comes back we find out that she killed him she's a werewolf yeah man. in the movie you know that segment ends all the girls kind of rip their shirts off and stuff and they they're a pack of werewolves and, and they eat all these people and it's like a, they're rawr. werewolves yeah, they're, they're <laughs> werewolves uh, uh, and I love that it's yeah, awesome. no, it's a really good story. It's a really good like juxtaposition yeah. and a, a, a twist without being a twist, right? Yeah. Like yeah. it's like a what the twist. Um, <laughs> it's very refreshing. Yeah, no, I like that one. I think the movie as a whole. Yeah. Um, without going in depth on on all the stories, the movie as a whole just is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To watch and yeah. like you said, the the the, the writing and the, the filming, the cinematography and everything, I think are just. I, I I do think it's one of the better anthology movies. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't say in the past twenty years it's one of my favorites. Um. But if I had to think about it, 
it would probably be up there now that I think yeah. about it because when you think about it too, like another one thing that is really cool is the principal segment. Uh, the there's like a high a school principal who's like a murderer uh, and he's burying this victim in his backyard and the neighbor next door is yelling at him and he says like it smells like a dead horror or something like that out here, <laughs> uh, which is really funny. And then later there's a story involving that guy and you see the opposite side of the conversation. Yep. So you, you get to hear that there's more context behind the conversation, which I also thought was very clever. Like I said, it's the Pulp Fiction of, yeah. uh, <laughs> so yeah. you're saying that movie came out in 2007. It was, it was made in 2007. I think it was released in 2009. Okay. Cause yeah, I have it as 2007. So I was wondering if it was written in 2000. Or maybe 2005 and released 2007. I know there yeah. was like a two year gap. It, yeah. So regardless of that, it so took we'll, some time. It took some time. That's really weird. It's really weird that it took the time, and I don't know. I don't know Maybe if Superman, a financing issue could be that. I don't know things. if it could be also because like torture porn was really hot back then. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, that's the the, the saw form. and the hostel, mm-hmm. and so it's like this comes out, and this isn't anything like that. Yeah. Um. So I. Yeah, and it's very much in the vein of like it. more like a creep show kind yeah. of kind of movie. Maybe that's why it's more fun for even me the because- animation. Like there's, uh, you know, cartoons. Like the introduction to the movie mm-hmm. uh, is animated. Um, yeah, the music's kind of whimsical. Yeah, so that definitely made my list. I have a list of some of my favorites uh, over the years. So Creep Show's on there. Trick or Treat's on there. Twilight Zone, the movie. Oh yeah, that, oh that's the one where the in real life. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Vic Morrow and the two yeah. kids. John oh, Landis is. So that's like the number one thing that's always brought up about yeah, the, John, the helicopter Sadly. accident. Yeah. yeah, so there was an accident on yeah. the on the set of uh, Twilight Zone the movie and during the segment that John Landis was directing, and um, the actor's name was Vic Morrow, and he was carrying two kids, and a helicopter blade chopped their heads off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and John Landis had to go to court. Yep, and got sued. Um, he won the case, though I believe. So when that happened, do you think he yelled cut? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Too soon. You want to know? Okay, so I'll, I'll share. I'm sorry. I'll share with you guys this. Oh man! I'll share with you guys this story. My my parents had a very sick sense of humor. My stepdad in particular. And when I was a kid, I got Legos, and Lego sets came with like various different building things. Like you could make a car. They weren't like Lego sets now. No, yeah, they were just like you had Legos. to use your imagination. And one of the things that you could build was like a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And so my dad built a helicopter and then he took the Lego head off and put it on top and he put the little body next to it and he's like spinning it and he goes look I'm on the set of Twilight Zone oh. <laughs> this is probably like right after that happened too oh, so it was man. still fresh yeah it was still fresh on everybody's mind so that's pretty uh you know my mom's not married to that guy anymore so <laughs> but she laughed um all right so Vault of Horror I, I was wrong actually Tales from the Crypt came out in 72 Vault of Horror came out in 73 oh, okay um there's also a trilogy of terror I just I actually just watched that uh, a few nights ago, and it had been probably twenty years since the last time I saw it. Was Karen it Black. Karen Black is yeah. in every. Yep, she's uh, in every segment. Every segment has a different character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen Black, who some might know from House of a Thousand Corpses, also yep. um, Mother Firefly. More modern, more yeah. modern uh, movie, but uh, she is no longer with us. But she was a pretty hot actress back mm-hmm. then. Yep, she's uh, also in a Hitchcock movie, um, Family Plot. Oh, yeah, is that the comedy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like a dark comedy. Yeah. Uh Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye. That's a Stephen King? Uh yeah, Drew Barrymore's yeah. in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh James Woods, I believe, is trying to quit smoking. That's an anthology movie? Yeah. Huh. Have you guys seen Nightmares? 83? <sighs> Emilio Estevez is in it. Yeah. That's the one where he plays the video games? I think so. Oh, yeah. He plays Satan's Hollow. Is that what it is? <laughs> no. Is it? It's a made-up video game. Oh, is it? Yeah. What movie am I thinking of? Yeah, whatever. That's on my to-watch list. Um, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Mm-hmm. Christian Slater, Debbie Harry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Creep Show 2. John Carpenter's Body Bags. Oh, that's right. I haven't seen that yet. You should you should watch that yeah. one. It's, it's, yeah, I haven't seen Body Bags either. I have the soundtrack, but I've never actually seen the movie. It's pretty good. Well, it was Carpenter and there were other guys. There's other directors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's John Carpenter's in it. He's like the oh, host. Yeah. Yeah. He's the uh, guy who like introduces oh, the that's stories, cool. and he's like working in a um, not a mortuary, but yeah, I guess so, where they store the dead bodies, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like drinking formaldehyde and stuff. He's just like a creep. <laughs> Uh, Tales from the Hood. 
I never saw that. Uh, okay. I think there's a new Tales from the Hood too. That I think a sequel just came out like recently. Yeah, they're on uh, Netflix, Netflix now. Yeah. Um, Campfire Tales. Never. Nineteen ninety-seven. Nope. Uh, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have nightmares on here. Uh, Alan, uh, yeah. that's the one with Emilio. And then, uh, of course, Scream Machine. Which is a uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> anthology? Did you watch it? David? I haven't watched it yet. I gotta I gotta get on that. So Alan messages us the other day, and he's like, uh, "I was in a movie once." Well, somebody brought it up. You had made a film. I made a short film, um, and it and reminded I, me. And I shared with you guys because it's on YouTube. Yeah, uh, like 15 years ago, I made this film, and so I was like, "Oh, I got to show you guys this." Yeah. And then uh, Alan's it, like, "It's not something I really tell people. It's just <laughs> when it's brought up." Yeah, he was, he asked us if we wanted his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> he's got eight by tens ready to send to anybody who requests them. Uh, he's like, "I was in this movie once," and we we're like, "Really?" <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Yeah, it's called The Scream Machine. Mm-hmm. It's an anthology movie." Yeah. And uh, what was it? You had to someone's testicle got in your popcorn yeah <laughs> oh spoiler yeah spoiler alert oh, so i it's on amazon prime the screen machine and you can find it at zia records too. popcorn balls and yep. so literally uh, yep so david tells me it's on amazon prime so i was at work and i immediately fast forwarded it to your part and that's <laughs> the only part i watched <laughs> i gotta say alan you were the best part and that's not giving credit to you that's giving <laughs> it's discredit the, it's, to it's the only part you watched <laughs> No, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Do you know the people that made that movie? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, yeah. So uh, my friend Scarlett Fry, who now lives in Oregon, uh, he's a, uh, a, well, he's not local anymore, but he's you know he's a local filmmaker, independent filmmaker. Uh, he and uh, Paul Paul C. Hems, uh, they co-directed this. Uh, I just got to say, it was a lot of fun. That night, though, it was super cold. It got so cold. I can't remember what month it was, but for Arizona, it got cold. Were the testicles in your popcorn smaller because of the cold? Did they shrink? <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, but it, Dude, it, the testicle was the size of a tennis ball. <laughs> it's a big baller. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun to do that. Uh, I, I worked, for a number of years, I worked at a record store, and... Um, Scarlett, who is the uh, co-director, uh, I got to know him over the years, and he asked if you know I wanted to be in in one of the movies. I said, "Sure, that's really cool." Yeah, so yeah. It, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, if you care, you can find it, <laughs> like they said, on Amazon Prime or uh, physical copies. You can find um, here and there at record I, stores. I will tell you, Alan's segment is, I think, the last segment. Yes. Of the film. It takes place at, at a, a drive-in, drive-in theater. Yeah. yeah. And there's only three characters. Well, four. Yeah. There's four characters. One on the yeah. movie screen that they're watching. And then the couple that's yeah. the main subject. And then Alan's in the background eating popcorn yeah. in, his, in his separate car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I got to work. Uh, after we did that segment, I got to work also as a grip. So, uh, you know, I helped with some of the uh, equipment as well to film some of the uh, segments with the hosts. Mm-hmm. So you had Headley Graves and you had the uh, the doctor. Yeah, you know. So yeah. that's cool. And so. Lloyd Kaufman does an introduction. Lloyd, yeah, the famous, the infamous Lloyd Kaufman of Trauma. Trauma yeah. uh, did the introduction for the film. So you know, it was a lot of fun. If you like ultra low budget, cheesy kind of throwback horror anthologies, give it a look. <laughs> don't, don't say I didn't warn you. And uh, any um, requests for eight by tens can be at the swear wolves yeah. at Gmail. Um, so as far as anthologies go, um, I think we all really like them. I yeah. wish there would be more of them. Like I said, there's a lot of shitty ones, but there is a lot of good ones. And I think some of the best, a lot of them Stories. go under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there. You just got to find them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So those are some of our personal favorites. Uh, do you guys have any more that you want to add that I missed on my list? Uh, no, there's some that we, I still got to watch. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's, like I said, they're out there and they can be discovered. Um, it's just, you know, getting around to watching them. Yeah. There's some good ones out there. Yep. So uh, if you want to contact us with your favorite anthology film or if you disagree or agree with us on any of our choices, you can, David. Yep, you can uh, follow us at The Swearwolves on Twitter. 
uh, or The Swearwolves at Facebook. Uh, you can go to our website, which is theswearwolves.com, or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. For The Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. Keep your balls out of your popcorn. <laughs> <laughs>